How about Timothy Chalamet as all the younger sisters? Yeah. <laughs> Timothy I'm Chalamet for it. It's like, like, like a Tyler it. Perry movie. Yeah. But like yeah. a bunch of Timothy Chalamet's in drag. That would be fun. Can oh you imagine the field day the fangirls would have with Timothy Chalamet's <laughs> one man rendition of Tyler <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cineflex. I am your host, Ethan. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in another week. Uh, we've got Pride and Prejudice this week, which uh, I had a really, really good time with. Um, my old, old friend, Chloe, not that she's old, but uh, we've <laughs> we're the same age. We've been friends for a long time. Um and we drank Mrs. Darcy's. I called them Miss Bennett's in the episode, but I renamed them Mrs. Darcy's. Take on a Mr. Darcy, which is a Food 52 recipe you can find online. But if you want to find my recipe uh, for this drink, um, go to my Instagram page, at CineflecPod, um, or go to my Twitter, at Cineflec, to find that recipe. So check that out. Um, I still have t-shirts for sale, so I have a few left. Uh, size and color uh, not all sizes and colors are still available so just check in with me if you're interested I'm selling them for 24 uh, you can also contact me on the social media pages for that and a very special announcement uh, next week's episode um, will be high and low I'm super excited for this um, I got Brian Bittner on from the lessons from a screenplay YouTube channel and then also the Beyond the Screenplay uh, podcast. So um, I had a great time with him. We did a whiskey infusion for that. So I'll try to post that recipe a little early because it takes a couple days to to let things infuse. So I'll I'll post that recipe a little early so you guys can uh, try that if you're interested. Uh, and then I'll probably have a little bonus pod coming out this week on I'm thinking of ending things whenever I can get the chance to chat with Clara about that. So, uh, that's, that's what's coming up right now. Uh, without further ado, let's get into this episode. So, uh, again, thank you all. Time. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have a word for that in Tagalog. It's kind of like kilig, which is like kilig. when something is so cute that your body physically can't handle it, and so it's oh. like shut down. I like that. I love it. What's <laughs> the word? Kilig. Kilig. Yeah. Ah, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Um, how are the drinks? We can talk about the drinks. Yes. Oh, Paige is also on this podcast. <laughs> uh, we have my. We have my. I have Chloe on the podcast. My old friend from. Did we? I think we were in the same kindergarten. We were in the same kindergarten class, class. with Miss Britton. Mm-hmm. Two thousand two. Miss Britton, whose husband was an opera singer. Yeah. yeah. Miss Briss, Miss Britton, whose husband was an opera singer, and uh, and of course my lovely girlfriend Paige, uh, well. who has been on podcasts in the past. Uh, so for drinks, we we started off with a Mister Darcy, which we found online, but. Uh, I sort of adapted. I'm thinking of renaming it a Miss Bennett. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? Why well, change from Mr. Darcy to Miss Bennett? I changed it from vodka to gin. Okay. And I felt like that was kind of a major change. And then I drastically reduced the elderflower. Right. Uh, so I feel like it's a very different drink. Mm-hmm. But 
quite good. Optional uh, milk edition. Optional <laughs> milk. We added milk. Uh, so what were your thoughts on the drink, Chloe? I liked it. It was sweeter than I was anticipating, but in a way that I really liked. I also like, is this like lemon zest? I did, I did um, a lemon peel in it, too. Very nice. A, a twist. A lemon twist. I thought it. it tasted a lot like um, bubble tea. Yeah, especially but, when like, you add the milk. Gin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bubble tea. Bubble tea. Yeah. We should we should spike all of our bubble teas. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't even know where to start with Pride and Prejudice. It's it's so spectacular. Um, I'm really glad we watched this on the projector because some of those like shots are just like they work so well in the mm-hmm. widescreen like that where she's just running across the field of the raid and. <laughs> Uh, and uh, again, it's a lot for you, to, lot for me to handle. Um, why did you pick this movie? What relationship do you have with this with this film, Chloe? Um. Well, I think for me, am I allowed to swear? You can swear as much or as you like, want. Yeah, it's fine. Use it really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Say whatever you um, want. I've been told that I use this phrase a lot. I'm a slut for X. But I'm definitely a slut for pastel colors and these wide open shots. Hell yeah. That make it look like you're stepping into a romantic era painting. Um, and the reason I love this movie so much, as I was, I was telling Paige, is that in the director's commentary, um, Joe Wright talks about how his love for these romantic era paintings ultimately led him to create these like large, larger than life scenes where the character, the actor, is just like a little dot on the screen. Yeah, and that's why I like it so much. And then also, who doesn't love Keira Knightley and yeah. Matthew McFadden? Like, you could just stare at their faces for hours and they're oh really forward. Yeah, and the costume design was fabulous, yeah. too. Like, again, the pastel colors, and um, I love that white dress that she wears and the, the ball, the, like... I don't know what that ball was called, but... The first ball you're talking about. The second one. The, the one second where one they're I mean... at, like... The one where they oh, the first time they dance. The first time they dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. The first sure. time they yeah. dance and everyone disappears, and then Ethan yeah. was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was freaking out a little bit during this one. Um, yeah, no, that's spectacular. I, I, I'm not sure what it is, but Kira Knightley's just so perfect for period yeah. pieces. Mm-hmm. Like, I just she's in so many of them, mm-hmm. and I'm never upset when I see her in them. Mm-hmm. Um, Judy Dench as well is just, I mean, it's yeah. not a period piece without Judy Dench, so uh, <laughs> she had to make an appearance. But, um, yeah, I, I'm i not sure what it is, what it is about her that makes her so perfect for these kinds of movies, either of you? I think she's so expressive with her face, and she kind of gets in her, I feel like you can see her getting in her head mm. with the mm. acting, and so she's really like kind of feeling the fairy tale of the whole thing. And so I think she um, portrays those characters really well. Yeah. I think also just something about her, her general face and also uh, her attitude toward these things. I heard an interview once where she said that at a certain point she just refused to play characters in contemporary movies. And she's like, mm. I really feel like period pieces are my thing. And I think that that combined with the fact that she has one of those faces that looks like it belongs in a different century... Yeah. Yeah, it's her suit, period piece as well. Like, I can't. Sure. Like, even if, if I were to see Kira Knightley on the street, like, wearing modern clothes, I'd be like, whoa. You know, it's like so inaccurate. <laughs> it does sort of throw you off a bit. Yeah. Kind of like, I think she has such, like, sort of femininity to her that's, like, of a different time, but then she's got this sort of, like, tomboy nature that, like, I think is the reason the director cast her initially yeah. that sort of brings the period piece into sort of, like, a modern setting like she always feels like she can hold her own in these kinds of movies she's which is badass. I think she's like badass she's yeah. she's crazy like like we like just rewatched Pirates of the Caribbean to the first nice. one which she's she's also just like awesome in like the whole time um and and, and and like it's kind of the same thing here like you just sort of feel like she knows exactly what she's doing. She kind of has control over the room the whole time, which is, like, super, super fun. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I sort of feel like that part... Part's, like, especially well with her character. Um, yeah, any other thoughts on Karen Knightley? Or should we well, jump... she's just gorgeous, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, things that are, like, all wet from the rain, and yeah. she's just, like, you know, super cute. Yeah. Yeah, she's spectacular. 
Um, I used to not like period pieces, and I don't know what it is, what changed in the last like couple years, but we, um, I think you watched Room with a View with me, right? Didn't you watch that one? I watched like half of it with you. you watched half half of it. That's another great one. If you like this one, you'd really like that one. Okay, I'll do it. It's super fun. Um, but uh, I don't know what changed. I think I got used to the sort of pacing and the sort of like ultra style nature of it all. But like, have you always liked period pieces, or is it kind of just this that you just you obsess over? <laughs> it's really just this one. Even the other movies that have Joe Ray as the director and Keira Knightley as the star, I haven't even you know I haven't even like tried watching them because I'm just mm-hmm. so attached to this one. Um, and I think also because, you know, like when you watch a movie at such a young age that no matter how old you are, you're just drawn back into the, into the nostalgia of it. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's this case. But if I had to think of other period pieces, I really can't think of a single one that I adore as much as this one. Paige? I'm trying to think because I do like period pieces in general. Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of my favorite films are kind of period pieces. Um, or I guess maybe were made a while ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> like, like I love movies? Rear Window and, um, oh, yeah. I guess it's kind of a period, not quite. That's more like, that's not a period piece. That? I think a period piece has to be up. made before the period that it was shot in. It, it, what it was so set. Is, is the period the century or like, what's the period? <laughs> it just has to be set in a different time. Okay. So if it were set in the 20s and filmed in the 50s, oh, that would I be see, a period piece. Mean. But I think because it's set in the 50s and filmed in the 50s, it's not. I see. Okay, so then like... But it's um, of a different time. Um, I drink your milkshake. What's that one for us? What's that one called? <laughs> there will be blood. There will be blood. I love that one. That's that a period one's piece. Great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Definitely. I'm understanding the terminology. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like a lot of them, but this one is definitely special. It yeah. feels like you're really in it. I mean, I liked Emma a lot, and it isn't that. Oh, they're both Jane Austen, Emma? right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that one. You should yeah. definitely check it, was it out. Great. Especially great if you pastel. like. Yeah, you mentioned that you like <laughs> pastel so colors. Definitely. Yeah. It's fun pastel. Should Should we do a draft of our favorite scenes? What is that? I mean? usually do a draft of my favorite scenes. Uh, so that means that we go around, I usually do three picks each, but okay. since there's three of us, we'll do two picks, two picks, two picks, okay. we'll go around a circle and, uh, we'll say our favorite scenes, but we can't repeat. So, oh, okay. so we'll get kind of a ranking. Nice. So you kind of start at like number one and then you end up at you kind of end up six. at number six. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you need a refresher, I have a list. If you, if you have your pick, just Let's go hear the it. refresher. Okay. So the initial pants scene in the beginning, the sort of pub, Mr. Darcy walks in, everyone stands back, he says like, oh, I hardly find her honorable, or like whatever he says. Um, I have walking around the room scene. That was the scene where he's writing the letter and she's like walking around. Okay, I was like, what? Um, Dinner scene with Tom Hollander. We had to have a really, we didn't have like a real Tom Hollander discussion because he's awesome in this. Tom Hollander's the guy who proposes, who oh, was all yeah, short and bug-eyed great. and yeah, weird. Great. Yeah, that's Tom Hollander. Mr. Wickham meeting, that one we can skip over, that's the one where they're under the tree. Uh, single take party scene, the first single take mm, that's through the party. Scene, yeah. uh, did you just agree to dance with to Mr. Darcy? <laughs> that one? So, like, where they agree mm. to dance. Uh, Tom Hollander marriage proposal. Um, and I will never see you again if you do. Mm. Uh, that was well. That was the dad. That wasn't quite my. That wasn't quite my Donald Sutherland voice. Mm. And I will never see you again if you do. Um, swing twirling with the changes of season. Mm. Um, the first time, Judy Dench really sucks. Um, <laughs> Mr. Darcy bursts into the parlor. Mr. Darcy in the rain. The rejection. Mr. Darcy leaving the letter. Approaching Mr. Darcy's home, where it's all, like, beautiful, and she's like, oh, I could have had this yeah. nice house. Um, Jane's proposal scene, um, Judy Dench comes back and sucks again. Darcy approaching at sunrise with, I put, like, four exclamation points after that. And then explaining to Papa, 
Um, and then, of course, the final, like, uh, what shall I call you when I'm intruding? Well, yeah, Ethan likes that one. Yeah, that <laughs> was, uh, yeah, so that one at the end. So uh, that's your brief refresher. Okay. Um, what would you like to take with your favorite scene of this movie? Mm, it's split between, like, the comic scenes and, like, the really dramatic and beautiful scenes. Yeah. But I think if I had to go with a with a comic scene, it would definitely be, be Tom Hollander trying to give compliments or anytime he shows up on screen. <laughs> <laughs> he's like sitting at the table acting so awkward. He's like, what excellent boiled potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned like he's not that ugly, but he makes himself so bug-eyed and like weird looking in this. <laughs> and he's like, always like, he like, can never look, like can never look anyone in the eyes. He's it's like, yeah. away and it's so weird. <laughs> when he was struggling so hard to ask Elizabeth to marry him, because clearly neither of them wants to marry the other. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> at one bad. point, he's like, um, before I get carried away with my feelings, it looks like he's a <laughs> My violent feelings towards you. Or whatever. <laughs> my violent feelings for you. <laughs> Looking miserable. I was dying at that. Oh my god. Yeah, so, are you taking all Tom Hollander scenes? Or are you taking the We can discuss it everyone's you want, but just anytime he shows up on screen and has like, yeah. an awkward stance. Where oh my god. <laughs> he kind of steals every scene he's yeah. in. It's kind, of, it's kind of spectacular. Yeah, it's true. Tom Hollander is great in this. Yeah. Paige? Uh, what would be your, your, your favorite scene of this? Um, I love the scene where she's talking to her dad at the end mm. about uh, why she loves Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Mr. Darcy. It sounds Mr. weird Darcy. with an R. It sounds weird with the hard American R just yeah. because yeah. we're so used to hearing Darcy. Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy. Uh, yeah, so why is that your, your pick just, here? It's so sweet. It's like the first time where she's really explaining it. I feel like um, a lot of the maybe last third of the movie, she's trying to like express it and figure it out herself. And then um, you see her trying to explain it to her sister, but then like no one's expecting it and it just finally comes out, but it comes mm -hmm. out in the most natural way. And um, I don't know. It really gets me. I think it's so beautiful. And then he starts crying. Yeah, and then which, he starts crying, which makes me want to cry. Which I find is so cute, the moment where he's like, oh my god, you are truly in love with him. Yeah. And then that's when we realize how small Kira Knightley's head is. <laughs> or, because, how big, <laughs> or how big uh, Donald Sutherland's is, because she kisses him on the forehead, and it's like, volume-wise, it's got to be like one to four, right? It's like a pea. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a little pea kissing a volleyball, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I think that was our first thought there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Like, I remember all of us were so enraptured at that scene because it was so beautifully emotional, and then the moment when she goes to kiss his board, all three of us are just like, shit. <laughs> the discrepancy is crazy. The head discrepancy, yes. It's like you halfway expect it, like... Force equals mass times acceleration. If like the mass of his head is so big, like hers should have repelled. Like, yeah, it should have just. It should have just like gotten. <laughs> it's currently orbiting Donald Sutherland yeah. as we speak. <laughs> just oh my whole god! Loop around. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she is about to make her final rotation. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on that scene, Chloe? No, I think I said them already. Great, great. Uh, yeah, yeah that one was fantastic. Okay, my, uh, my, my pick, uh, it has to be him, them in the rain, the first, the first, <laughs> the first oh, time. I take this, the first time, yes. so totally like it's the moment where they're finally having it all out, like, then it, it, kind of like, sort of in this, like, high society, girl, like, they have to be all, like, prim and proper, and, mm -hmm. like, and like sly with their remarks and then all of a sudden she's just like I haven't the slightest respect for you and he's like well I never liked you either and they're all like oh are you rejecting me yes I am and they're finally like yelling at each other and it's just it's so satisfying yeah. it's yeah. so satisfying to finally all the tension hear is released all the tension that's been Holding up in these small moments where, oh, he's in the corner of the room, and oh, he's here, and she's there, and then all of a sudden it's just like, fuck you, and like, yeah. Yeah, uh, the entire movie, he's just been lurking everywhere, and then eventually he, he finally like, yeah, makes a real appearance. He's so good at lurking. Yeah. 
I have a theory about this. And my theory is that um, I read in the facts of the movie that um, that, that scene that he's approaching at dawn, he's all like smoldering and like heading through the, like the mist and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, he has really bad eyesight. And so the director was like furiously waving a red flag so he knew where to go. <laughs> so that way he like knew which direction to walk. And I think the fact that he couldn't, he probably couldn't see anything this entire movie just adds to like how he was able to sort of just sulk around just kind of, because he couldn't see anything, nothing to look at. (laughs) This is my theory. I think that's what makes the performance so great. Yeah. He's not lurking. He's just trying to find where he's Yeah, he's just, he's, yeah, he's just trying to figure out where he is. He doesn't know where he is. Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. No, that makes sense because during the ball when he first meets Elizabeth, he says he's she's barely tolerable, like looks-wise, but mm-hmm. anyone with eyes can see that Karen Knightley yeah, is like Yeah, gorgeous. it all adds up. <laughs> Karen Knightley's he's gorgeous. He's blind, that's why he can't see. Yeah, <laughs> that's why... That's why oh he didn't um, fall over there. Any any thoughts on the having it out scene other than what I mentioned? Mm. I also heard from the director's commentary that in the audition, that actor was the only one to go for like the half kiss while they're arguing. Like you know how it's like a lot of it's a lot of tension, but a lot they're of like, sexual tension. They're like too. about to kiss, even yeah, though they hate yeah. each other. And oh they, my yeah, god! Yeah. Apparently, he was the only actor that thought to incorporate that little like half move. The, to like, kiss her. Do we yeah. kiss? Yeah. Do we not kiss? Yeah. Ooh. So that, I thought that was good. pretty cool. That's interesting. That is interesting. That's super yeah. interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. I did think that was, like, a, 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 like, super nice touch of that, though. Because, like, you're sort of reminded of, like, the tension mm-hmm. there. Because otherwise it would have just been, like, I hate you, I hate you. But, like, mm-hmm. clearly they don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's ever so clear. <laughs> Uh, when he's, like, leaning in and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, what would be your next favorite scene? I think it's that scene where she goes off with her uncle and aunt to go visit the English countryside, and they end mm. up going to Darcy's house. The entire exchange, beginning from when the camera is, like, flashing orange and black, and you realize it's her vision when her eyes are closed and, like, the sunlight is like oh, yeah. racing by shot. her eyes. I love that shot because you, you don't know what it is at first. Mm-hmm. And then leading all the way up to the moment where her aunt and uncle want to visit Pemberley where Darcy lives. And she goes, let's not. And they're like, why? And she's like, he's just, he's so rich. And her <laughs> like, it's like, what's the problem? He's like, don't give this guy shit because he's rich. Like, he can't help it. Yeah. But I was like, oh, wow, Lizzie, a woman of the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Modern day, like millennial Gen Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so rich. He's just so rich. <laughs> I love her like strolling through like the house and stuff, approaching this house, and it's so, it's so drastically different f- from like the other sort of um, Tudor style homes that you mm-hmm. see throughout these sort of like super castles and stuff and it's like it's a french chateau somehow in france and Mm -hmm. it sort of it sort of feels otherworldly like i like i i i i i definitely like the location that they chose for that yeah any thoughts on that scene Paige? i like how she goes through all of his art and is kind of Mm -hmm. thinking like oh like you can tell that she's thinking like oh he picked this oh Mm -hmm. he's into that and kind of figuring Mm -hmm. him out on another level yeah. That's funny. I never thought of it that way. I didn't know Neither. if it was like his family's art or. If it oh, was I don't his. know. I, I just kind of assumed that was. Yeah, that maybe was my was... take anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. It might have been like her trying to get into his world mm. more. That's interesting. That's never thought very about true. That. She's in his head for the first time. Yeah, she's like in his in his world. In He's his constantly house, in someone else's art. Yeah. House and all closed off, and finally, like she's like forcing her way into his. Mm-hmm. His uh, his whole situation. Yeah, his world has a lot of nudes in it. There's that one like butt sculpture. <laughs> Scan over the butt. Yeah, in case you didn't know that there's sexual tension here, let's just show you a shot of this like marble ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she stares longingly at his statue. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Great. Yeah, I, I was sort of yeah. wondering what happened to that statue. 
Because that can't be in a museum these days. Like, that has to, like, that has to have ended up with someone, right? I hope so, yeah. I hope so, too. I also wonder how much of the, the budget or the movie went to the actual statue. Mm. It's also a question I have. Uh, I've not been able to find that online. Mm. Yeah. We need answers, people. We need if answers. You, if you know. If you have if the you Mr. Have Darcy. The of Mr. Darcy. If you have Mr. Please contact Cinefleck. Oh, <laughs> uh, what, what would be your next favorite scene, Paige? Oh, is it my turn? It's your turn. Oh, wow. Ooh, okay. I liked it. I liked the scene where Judy Dench is um, coming back for the second time and is like, super terrible. Elizabeth just like does not let her walk all over mm-hmm. her and it's just brilliant. I love her response because it was still like you have insulted classy, me in every but, in every possible yeah, way. Good night. Yeah, it was still classy, but it was like, hey, you're like you can't just do you can't just say those things and yeah. walk all over me. That was so, super intense. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and 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 then like I sort of think that gave her reason to actually Go for him, mm-hmm. because like I felt like she kind of needed to rebel against something. <laughs> I guess like her whole family was like, "You guys have to get together. Like you guys are perfect. He's rich. Like this is gonna be great." And finally, when the aunt doesn't like it, she's like, "Okay, like fuck the aunt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this happen." <laughs> yeah, it's actually a problem that Paige and I both had. We've oh, talked that's about true. this because <laughs> so. We were friends for like a super long time, um, and, and 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 like my dad kept saying he was like so like you and Paige. I was like dad, we're just friends, and then all of a sudden you know like I start I start liking her and stuff, and, and my dad's like man, I was like so anything going on with you and Paige? And I'm like no, and then finally, finally I was just like shit, my parents are right, and I was just you know it's like it's like early high school, you feel like you have yeah. to rebel. And so, and so, and so after I asked her out, I had to like, I had to like walk up to my parents. I'm like, so like, yeah, so me and Paige are dating. (laughs) Like, they're like, oh, and apparently you told me later you had a similar experience. Yeah, the same thing happened. My mom was like, oh, you and Ethan, like, "Mm, no. And then my sister was all about it. She, she like knew, she, she kept saying stuff from like the time we first were like, really becoming close friends. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Brooke, what the heck? And then, um, yeah, I mean, she was right. <laughs> she was right. And, and that was the hardest mom. part, just, like, admitting yeah. admitting your parents are right. That kind of sucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so tense right now. Like, I already know that you ended up together. But yeah. <laughs> with you, the way you guys tell the story, I'm like, will they, won't they? <laughs> I feel the same way about this movie, actually. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. of course they're going to end up together, but you're just you know, like... <gasps> Why when you guys are telling that story? I was like, is it gonna happen? <laughs> I'm not like sitting in front of Surprise! <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But, um, yeah. yeah. That scene right. also begs the question how did Lady Catherine or Judy Dench find out about Darcy's proposal? Because Elizabeth oh, yeah. said that she didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Darcy, Darcy intended was, to marry her. Yeah, but yeah. then how would, like, who would Darcy tell that it would get back around to his aunt, like his sister? He couldn't have told Bingley, because he told Bingley, Bingley would be like, what the fuck, you told me not to marry her sister, and now you're going for her. Like, right, right. So now I'm curious, like, I wonder who he, like, maybe got out. Could he have told her? Could he have told a few people? Like, could he have been thinking about it? Like, so, I think he was thinking about it for, like, a long time, because he had... He had paid for his sis her her sister's wedding, mm-hmm. and then also he set up her other sister mm-hmm. and Bingley, mm-hmm. right? Bingley. Yeah. So so I think he was setting the dominoes in place such that he could propose for sense. a long time. Okay. So I think I think that it was definitely in the cards for a while. I don't know at what point he told her, but it wasn't like. It wasn't like a couple days prior he thought it all up. That, that... Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I agree with you there. I think though that the, um, like the whistleblower, mm-hmm. the right term? Go for it. I think that the whistleblower um, was his sister, 
because mm. she had said, oh, he's told me so much about you. Like, oh, oh like, you got me on one. And so I think she was all excited and told some of the family, probably. Mm. It was probably the sister. Then, yeah. I mean, who knows? She's kind of young and talkative. Yeah. And then and naive, I don't know. Yeah. The way that she looked at him when, you know how, like, when little sister, as your siblings did, I'm sure, like, when <laughs> she's, she's, the, she's the Brooke or Thomas of the story, yeah. Yeah, like, there's that scene where she, he was, like, talking to her, and, like, he couldn't stop himself from smiling, and then his little sister gives him a look, like, no, oh, I know, yeah, I know, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> yeah, no, that scene's great, I love the, I, yeah. I, I, I love the sister in this. Yeah. Um, with the sixth and final pick, I get my second favorite scene, which is, like, crazy wow. that I get the scene of him walking through the mist. Ah, uh, yes. What? How like, how did I get that? that? How did I? How did that get back around to me? I don't know. But um, uh, she walks out. She walks across a bridge in the marsh. The sun <laughs> is behind the hill. And you, you just get rays of sunshine peeking through the meadow. And... Uh, and she glances to her right, and there he is, off in the distance, Mr. Darcy, with his mullet and his smoldering and smoldering look and unable to see anything, apparently, and uh, walking towards her. And then you just get them meeting in the field, and uh, the rest is history. Mm. They were destined to be together, and I think, and I think that that approach and them finally, like, acknowledging it and, mm. like... Mm-hmm coming together for once. I'm not sure if you ever see them kiss. Do they kiss in that scene? Do they just kind of stare at each other? They gently touch foreheads and it's like... Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. There's never a big (laughs) kiss. I guess it's a British movie. It's a little more subtle than our American rom-coms. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's just spectacular. That's where I got my first, uh, Keelik, is that how you Mm -hmm, say it? mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that like a is it, is that a noun or is that a verb? Oh, like kiligging or am like, I? Is it like a? You'd say something like nakikiligako, which means like you're giving me kilig, so it sounds like it's a noun. Like you're giving me the feeling that it's oh. so cute that like my body is. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. <laughs> Any thoughts on Mr. Darcy in general? So my mom seems to think that um, I guess there's a there was a Pride and Prejudice in the '90s, and she thinks yes. she seems to think that Colin Firth. Was the perfect Mr. Darcy. Nothing will ever live up to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've not seen that version. I could see that, though. I could see him playing that perfectly. Um, if you had to recast Mr. Darcy... Oh. Whoa. Oh. Who would you cast? Wouldn't it be funny? This is probably not my pick. Wouldn't it be funny to see Adam Driver doing that? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'd be laughing. I don't no. know how that would go. No. <laughs> <laughs> but can he even do a British accent? Is I mean, he has the hair. Can... Oh, he has the hair. Oh, I think that's why. He has the hair. I don't know how that would go, but um. I feel like not <laughs> as well. I love Adam Driver. I don't know if he smolders I'm enough. not sure that's the kind of film he'd even... Yeah, I, I don't think he'd pick. Oh, he would do it. He, he would do it if like Greta Gerwig was doing yeah. was doing okay. it. Yeah, he'd he'd do it. I um, I went to Timothy Chalamet immediately, probably because of Little Women. Yeah, just kind of went there. But I don't think he's uh, he's, he's not. He's sort of too like young and he's too young. Yeah, Darcy is. Darcy needs someone like a little more. Yeah, and he's also kind of like, I don't know. Oh, guys, hmm. Robert Pattinson. Oh, I could oh, see that. Yeah. That's pretty good. That makes a Robert lot of Pattinson. sense. I like. I, I think that's the best. Like darker casting. hair, Robert Pattinson, sort of like smoldering, yeah. but like intense mm. and like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's for sure my that's pick. That's it. That's for it. For sure my pick. Any other any other casting ideas? Oh man. Um. Oh. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. If you'd like to go for any of the other characters as well that you would like mm. to recast, Elizabeth. If we were doing like Hamilton style casting, I would love to cast like someone like Zendaya in the role of Elizabeth oh, Bennet. Mm-hmm. And someone yeah. maybe like, I don't know, Michael B. Jordan in the role of Darcy. Or is that age? Well, I guess like she's supposed, supposed to be 21, he's supposed to be like 30, which when I think about it is like. Michael B. Jordan kind of has a 
class to him that I feel like he can kind of pull it off. Yeah, if you're doing like Hamilton style and stuff, but yeah, I mean, like he 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 does he does kind of have like a raw charisma. Yeah. That like, and you could just kind of like stare at his face and be like, "What are you you thinking about from across (laughs) the party?" That's a good one. Those are both good ones. Who's someone like really annoying that you would pick for the younger sisters? Oh, uh, Miranda Cosgrove. Miranda Cosgrove is such a good, <laughs> such a good pick. I don't know if she could do a British accent either, but uh, <laughs> maybe Miranda oh Cosgrove. That would be a nightmare. Miranda Cosgrove and uh, Robert <laughs> Miranda Cosgrove, Robert Pattinson, and Adam Driver <laughs> in Pride and Prejudice Two. They switch off scenes. At one point it becomes at one point it becomes Michael B. Jordan. No one blinks an eye. Paige, any thoughts on recasting or should we move on from this conversation? Well, I mean I feel like maybe this is just uh Maybe this is just because I'm thinking of Little Women, but I feel like Florence Pugh would be very good as the role of the sister. Yeah. Jane, yeah. Oh. I feel like she'd be good as Jane. Florence Pugh could even be Elizabeth. She could do Elizabeth. I I could see that. I feel like she's a little more kind of strong-willed, which I think I'd like as Elizabeth. As opposed to Jane's a little more kind of reserved. Florence Pugh's kind of very forward with her emotions. That's true, but I feel like traditionally the role of Amy in, um, in Little Women is supposed to be kind of like... It wasn't exactly the way that... I felt like she portrayed the character, which I really liked. That's I liked true. her take mm. on it. That's true. And I feel like she could do something really cool with Jane that mm. I didn't really see with the um, actress from Gone Girl. Don't remember her name. Rosamund Pike. Mm. Rosamund Pike. Though I did like her performance. She was yeah. very good, yeah. But I just feel like there could be something untapped. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> and who better to do it than Florence Pugh? True. Yeah. yeah. So Mickey Chalamet is the cousin Mr. Collins. How about Timothy Chalamet as all the younger sisters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet was like, like a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> but just Timothy Chalamet's in drag, that would be fun. Can you oh imagine the field day the fangirls would have with Timothy Chalamet's <laughs> one man rendition of Pride of Prejudice? <laughs> He's talented enough to pull it off. He would do oh it. I can see him doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet and Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. It's like all those Adam Sandler films where he's yeah. the same. It's, yeah. like Tyler, it's like those Tyler Perry movies I was just saying, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about maybe our favorite characters. What do you think? What do you guys think? Anything, anything you kind of want to touch on in particular? Uh, I love the dad. Don't Thoughts? Dad's great. Dad's great. So chill. Dad's a romantic. Dad wants what's best for them, I think. But you were saying that you were in a high school class where um, people had to write essays on who was the better parent. And in my book, it's clearly the dad. Mm -hmm. Maybe the movie version shifts things slightly in his favor just because I think his performance is more sort of empathetic. Mm -hmm. But uh, what were your thoughts on the parenting styles? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to say because at first glance, you definitely think the mother is the worst parent, like with her lack of social skill and just generally being like embarrassing to the point that it causes like detriment to her daughter's future. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, is it better to have a parent who's like super, super invested in like wanting to make sure that you like do the best for yourself, and if that means like and making you intentionally catch a cold so that you can stay over at this guy's house and he can fall <laughs> further in love with you and therefore you can secure financial security for your entire family, then, like, okay, that's one method. And the other method is, okay, this father, like, is clearly ahead of his time, a feminist, doesn't want his daughter to marry someone that she doesn't want to marry just for the sake of, like, duty. It's hard to say given the time period and the expectations that are placed on women and the economy of marriage, you know? Yeah. Because, like, if you were a mother and you had five daughters and you knew that as soon as your husband died, they'd all be homeless, like, you... Yeah. That'd be pretty scary. Yeah, I do understand Mm -hmm. the sort of place she's put in as well. I sort of think his hope is that 
part of them is going to fall in love with a guy mm-hmm. that can sort of take care of the family. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, yeah, he's not, he's not doing anything to make it happen in particular. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately, like, he's, he's supporting the will of his, his totters, which is, is what they want. Like, mm-hmm. if they want to be, like, in a less nice household of, like, the person they love, mm-hmm. then that's kind of what they want. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like he's, he's sort of supportive over that. Um, and I think that's just, like, an awesome performance, mm-hmm. too. I, I, I love him in that. I love Donald Sutherland is in pretty much everything I see him in. Like, he's in a bunch of 70s stuff, and I just think he's fun every time he pops up. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I, I love seeing him in things. But, like, um, I, I found him particularly perfect in this performance. Yeah, you didn't like the younger sisters. Do you have any empathy for the younger sisters, or are they just... I mean, empathy, yeah, like, having once been a silly, like, 13-year-old girl, I know where it's coming from, but when you watch it, you're like, like, I cringe at the way that they act, and it's like, dang, like, sometimes some girls act like this, and I'm sure, like, some guys are, like, act that way, too, in different ways. Um, I think, like, when... I think Lydia running away with Wickham, like, knowing the effect that it could have had on her family's, like, social standing, etc., was just really not cool. You have the ex-wife of Elon Musk, who's just, like, playing piano really badly in the back of every room, and everyone's just like, please stop playing piano. (laughs) And she she keeps trying. She keeps trying to play piano, and everyone's just like, don't, don't do it. I, I, I did sort of feel bad for her since like it, it was kind of her two sisters that were all like, oh, let's, let's have fun and like hang out with the guys. And she was just kind of like hanging out alone and just like trying to get through the party and stuff. She didn't seem like she was having as fun of a time, but, uh, I don't really know what her, her, her situation was. The, the, it didn't seem like the movie really got into her. I liked how, what's that called when you realize that the music in the background is actually coming from someone playing Diagetic. Diagetic music. I thought that was cool. Where the first scene where you realize she's playing the piano. Yeah. That piece, the beginning. And I liked that piece. I don't know who it was composed by, but it was very, like, romantic and kind of light. And it reminds me a lot of, like, Debussy. Like, yeah. it's so romantic and, like, I don't know. There's just something about the way he composes music that gets me, and I feel like this whole movie was just a Debussy piece. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> like, it's, like, way of putting it's it. like, light and airy, and then it's, like, a little dramatic, and then it's back to light and airy, and that's <laughs> it. And then it ends. <laughs> and then it ends. And it's so satisfying. Yeah. yeah. It's so oh digestible. Gosh. It is. Yeah. 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 And satisfying. Very well said. Very well said. Yeah. Um... Do you want to tell our Elon Musk story? Yes, please. <laughs> oh my god, this is I don't a story. know if I... Okay, so what did I tell you this? Might cut this. You said... You were sitting at Antonio's, he was next to you, and the owner of Antonio's begged him to buy the bar. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't go out of business. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty accurate. So, um, we were hanging out at the last dive bar of Palo Alto, which was about to close. I'm the sorry. Last I'm really the, the last night of the last dive bar. The last night? The last night of the... Yeah, they, they closed. Oh, this is the nut house in Palo Alto. Well, we're hoping... Well, we're hoping that some tech person purchased it or gave them money or something, but there's no word of it yet. Um, <laughs> Daddy Musk, if you're listening. Daddy Musk, please. Daddy. <laughs> so, so what happened... <laughs> so what happened... Suck. Daddy Zuck. So what happened was it was Friday night. They closed Saturday night. And I'm hanging out there. We've all bought t-shirts. We've got this big table. We're having a bunch of drinks. I go to the bathroom. I come back. Standing right in front of my chair is Elon Musk. And I'm just sort of like, he's standing like right where I'm about to sit down. So we're just making eye contact. And... (laughs) I'm sort of making eye contact with him, but he's he's talking to people, but he was just looking right back at me, and I was just sort of like, 
Like, he's watching me wreck... He knows what's coming. I... He, he knew it was coming before oh, no. I did. Yeah. Because, like, I'm starting to recognize him. He's like, this guy's about to recognize me. So, <laughs> I'm just looking at him, I'm like... And then I'm like, how's it going, man? <laughs> and he's like, oh, good, good. How are you? I'm like, oh, I'm great. And then I sat down, I'm just like... So I'm like, I'm like, guys, that was Elon Musk. I just chatted with him. And so, um, and so later in the night, the owner comes out, um, and like on a megaphone says like, thank you guys all for coming and supporting the bar. We really appreciate it. Um, I know my dad who, who started the bar, like kind of loved to see this and all that. And then someone stands up at the end of that speech and goes, if anyone here has the money to save the nut house, now's your chance or something like that. So then we all start going, save the bar, save the bar, save the bar, save the bar. And then Elon Musk is sort of laughing. And then all of a sudden he starts joining in and goes, save the bar, save the bar. And then, and then I dared my friend Paloma to go up to him and say, if you buy the bar, I'll buy a Tesla. And she did. She <laughs> and literally she, did it. And like, she did it. And then, and then he's like, oh, sounds like a good... <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, sounds like a good idea. And all the people with him were like, yeah, it sounds like... Sounds pretty fair to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, here's to hoping that did anything. But uh, it was it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Did you find him brooding? For example, could he be could he be Darcy? And could Grimes be Lizzie Bennet? <laughs> and could their child be the annoying little sister? Uh, their child XCA nineteen dash forty four one two could um could be anything they wanna be. But <laughs> I I actually think he kind of thinks he's a Mr. Darcy. Like, he broods. I don't know if he's got the looks to pull... He's also got a huge head. He's got, no, this was, this was something... This was something I also was very aware of sitting next to him. I was like, his head's massive. Yeah, I don't have any other... Is, is, is there anything else you want to cover with the movie? No, not really. How did, how did you and I meet? Because, like... I feel like we've just known each other for, like, forever... Yeah, but um, also, I remember that you just have a great memory from elementary school. I, I do. like, like, yeah. Elephant memory. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how did how did we first meet? Well, we met in kindergarten class, but we didn't become friends until both of our mothers signed us up for Thursday afternoon French classes. Hence the Madeleines that I brought as a recording. Oh, um, and thank you for the Madeleines. They yeah. were they were fantastic. <laughs> they were good. I'm glad uh, that you guys liked them. But yeah, I remember they would always bribe us with food. Do you remember this? It was like <laughs> that sounds. Right. It was like positive reinforcement every time we said like the correct word. It's like here's a skittle. Say it again. Another skit. I'll say it again. It goes like that. I don't remember the food. Yeah, I kind of. It's yeah. kind of coming back to me. It's yeah, great. and then did you have Miss Kitajima in first grade? I did. Okay, so then we were in that class. Miss second grade. Drusy. You didn't no, have Drusy. I didn't have Drusy. I had a different. Did you have Baker? I had Baker for third grade. We all. You had Baker. I had Baker. You didn't have Lindsay though. No. Kolhakar. Fifth. Fourth grade. Fourth grade, Lindsay. No, because you're in the class with Michael Murphy. Oh my God, Michael Murphy! And uh, no, no, the reason the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, uh, because of the caterpillar story. Oh my God! So who was I was just talking to some. I was just talking to Claire Chevalier about this. Why are you talking to Claire Chevalier? Because I was talking about how you remember everything from elementary school. I was hanging out with her the other night, and then and I was talking about how you remember everything from elementary school, like how Michael Murphy's backpack got a bunch of caterpillars in it. She was like, "Oh yeah, that was great." And then they had to apologize in front of the class. Yeah. Someone just okay. So so one year we had this like caterpillar infestation. Infestation again. I don't know how much of this yeah. for the podcast, but it's fine. Uh, we had this caterpillar inspiration. They, 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 they were these like small furry caterpillars. Yeah. Like every time you you like <laughs> put your bike, yeah, yeah, you you get like crawl outside. You put your bike in the bike cage. Your bike would just be covered in them. Yeah. There would be like at least like thirty on your bike. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And then 
And then people used to just collect them over recess because, I don't know, we were, like, we were like children from the 50s. We didn't have phones. Yeah. And I guess someone put them in a Tupperware and just dumped them in his, this guy's, ah. poor guy's backpack. Yes, I think it was, you know, like it was her, I think she had a crush on him or something. Really, really was into this guy and she thought, what better way to express my affection than to fill his backpack full of furry caterpillars. <laughs> Ethan's dying. <laughs> I just and, inhaled my wine. Yeah, and she did it with um with that British girl. Um Hannah. Yes, Hannah. Who I later dated. Did you know this? I remember you told yeah. me about this. I remember you like <laughs> you called me on the phone and you were like This girl has a great voice, like a great singing uh, voice. Oh <laughs> I remember thinking it was really sweet. <laughs> oh, that's Aww. cute. Yeah, but um yeah, it was filled to the brim, and my backpack was next to his, so then my backpack got covered with caterpillars, too. And our fourth grade teacher, Mr. Rouse, found out and made us do a kumbaya circle, where my friend and the British girl had to, like, one by one apologize to each of us for the inconvenience they caused. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. That's so funny. Yeah, poor That's Michael so Murphy. Yeah. So Claire remembered this. I'm clearly the only one that doesn't remember this. Yeah. So all our 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 Thursdays were like the same for a long time because we had French class and then we had choir. Yes. Do you remember this? We would like be together from eight a.m. to like eight p.m. Yeah, it was so cute. It was so cute. And then we carpool together and stuff. Those were the days. Those were the days. Well, this podcast was disappointingly like probably under five percent British accents, but uh, I feel like people got their <laughs> yeah. fix if they were looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like to close the show by having my guest uh, say a movie line that they love in character. Oh man! So it can be any movie line, no pressure. It doesn't have to be your favorite. I want to do one from Pride and Prejudice because I want to try the British accent. Do you have any <laughs> suggestions, either of you? I don't like know the specific lines. <laughs> Oh, I had, about, written, I had a couple written down. What about, um... You, you go, did I just agree to dance with Mr. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Um, did I just agree to dance with Mr. Darcy? That was fantastic! <laughs> that was, that was, that was very that was good. Nice. I was very impressed there. Thank you. Alright. Chloe, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so it's much been, for having me. It's been super me. fun. Paige, as always, ah. <laughs> thanks for making the trip from from the, the bedroom to the <laughs> to the back out here. <laughs> from the house to the backyard. <laughs> from the house to the backyard, yeah. That's been yes. super fun. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag, and I will see you next week.